Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Megan, you're listening to Broke Girl Therapy. Therapy is too expensive. You're listening to Broke Girl Therapy. 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 Hello, hello. Hello, hello. It's actually just rosé is pretty good. Um, what's the winery on the outside? Rose. I thought. I only saw Rose at first. Yeah. I was like, did Rose give you that? No, she didn't. I don't even know where this is from. I don't even know who this belongs oh, to. Oh, Rosenthal Wines. Rosenthal Wines. Oh my God, I got into a car accident one time going to Rosenthal Wines. What? Are you okay? Oh yeah, I was like years ago. Okay. <laughs> where is Rosenthal Wines? It's in Malibu. Okay, okay. But it's like on the PCH. I went to Malibu Wines and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to Malibu. But it's in the valley. It's like in the hills yeah yeah it's not even in malibu Mm -mm. and the old one burned (laughs) down did you go recently yeah yeah the old one burned down the old one was lit it was so much fun it was like a huge they still kind of had the terrace like vibes there but this was like people would go everyone would get buses like party buses oh my god yeah people used to go out yeah people used to go to those all the time all the time i didn't really like the wine there no, but you could get a bottle of wine for like 20 bucks or under and yeah. then everyone just gets their own bottle. You go, you spend like 50 bucks in the day and you're right. just like done. Get trash. Trash. Oh my God. Plug was, Malibu wines. Pl- yeah, for real. They're like, <laughs> don't associate us with, with That was debauchery. not sponsored at yeah. all. I'm just drinking wine. Well, hi guys. It's me, Stephanie Megan, your host of Brooklyn Therapy. And guess what? Rachel's back. I'm back. She's back. Yay. And we're going to read some emails and just Love like it. Kiki, we'll just chill. Kiki. This is like the earliest I've ever recorded an episode. I know that's my bad. <laughs> no, I'm okay with that. Cause now I get <laughs> to that, just chill for the rest of the time. It's that busy schedule. I have it, to be at work so early tomorrow. And I was like, if, if I do the usual, because it's I'm usually here until, until 11. T- yeah. <laughs> you're to like 10, 11, 10. If you're lucky, I'm like trying to be asleep by 10 tonight. Like yeah. passed out already. It's because I always start. It's like I, I tell you guys to come over at seven, and then we just like hang out. Hang out. I know. We it used to be worse before. We used to like get fucked up before. Yes, we really would. <laughs> in the basement, in the dungeon. Yeah, the dungeon. But now we're grown and have things to do. Mm-hmm. But anyways, we're gonna read some emails. Um, or I might have Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't I have to read them last time too? I make everyone read it because I'm just like. Okay, I have reading anxiety as well. Yeah, you do? But I sometimes I'm fine. It's like, it's a crapshoot. Like, I never know yeah. if today is going to be the day that I have a stutter. It's, <laughs> it's my, sometimes I get, the, well, I get migraines pretty often. Yeah. And I get these, they're not, I get the pain in the head and the, right. the sunlight and whatever sensitivity. But the biggest one is that I can't see. Like, my, vi- there's a word for it, some sort of. Oh, like when you read and you get nervous. Yes, oh, and I sh- and I found out because one time I was working, and this type of migraine just started recently. Oh, shit. And I was just at 
I was at home, but I was working and I had to read a sentence like four times. And then I was looking at it like this. I was like closing one oh my eye. God. I was trying to like keep the, and I couldn't, like they wouldn't line up. So what do you do in that moment? You go into a very dark room and you take some sedatives and you <laughs> wake up the next day and you try again. <laughs> Holy shit. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. Um, well, so the first time it happened, I actually had a massage scheduled and I couldn't cancel because, you know, you yeah, you have to like charge. Yeah. And you're so I was so excited for this massage. Right. It, actually, sorry, it wasn't a massage. It was a facial. And I somehow shouldn't have been doing this. This was probably really bad. But I drove there. I laid down with like an eye mask on for like 15 minutes. But my facial was like then. Right. And so I like got in the car. I shouldn't have driven but once I got there and they do all those like gua sha and like facial massages it it helped a lot and then I I walked away and I was totally fine oh good so maybe the trick is a little get a facial massage yeah or go get a facial get a driver first yeah and then go get a facial yeah yeah exactly oh and I love that Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Y'all know Claritin is literally the most on-brand sponsorship that I could get. There's been so many times that people have commented on an episode and been like, girl, blow your nose a little bit. Like, you sound real stuffy. Are you good? And all I needed was a Claritin to help treat my allergies. Especially right now when it's springtime, the flowers are blooming, pollen is in the air. Best believe I have my Claritin in my pocket. And I love her. I love my Claritin D because she helps me survive through this allergy season. And honestly, just helps me survive in general because y'all know I just have allergies all the time. (laughs) So if you guys are suffering with allergies, I would honestly suggest coming from the allergy queen myself to go and get yourself some Claritin D. Don't make yourself suffer, especially during allergy season. So go get yours, boo. Luckily, for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, well, this one is called Friends with Benefits Predicament. Oh, I love this. We always love a Friends with Benefits Predicament. Oh my God, this is long. (gasps) Okay. Okay, this is you. Okay. (laughs) 
I just, I just can't. It's me again. Has she written before? Let me see. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who she is. Yeah, yeah. I have talked to her before. I remember your guys' names. So, I was yeah, about I to blow her up. I was like, it's a... <laughs> okay. Uh, hi, Steph. It's me again. LOL. I called you on the pod a while back and talked about wanting an ideal friends with benefits arrangement with someone who actually treats me like a human being. The bar really be on the floor. <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah, I'm just going to interject from that first sentence, though, yeah. what it sounds like is that you're open to a relationship. But I'm just saying that right now. Yeah. I mean, I we'll feel like... We'll keep reading. But usually when you are wanting a friends with benefits with someone who treats you with respect... You want a boyfriend, but you just haven't found that person You yet. want a boyfriend so want, without the label of the boyfriend. Yeah. You want a boyfriend-ish. Is a tricky place to be. Yeah. Okay, I'll continue. I love that. Anyways... <laughs> I found pretty much the perfect situation with a man I used to work with and just wanted to hear your thoughts on it. So I met this man at my last workplace. I quit back in November, thank God, because I hated that place. I always was super intrigued by him and thought he was so chill and funny, but he never really went out of his way to talk to me. I was close with one of his work besties and randomly told her I thought he was cute. She was like, funny, because he told me some stuff about you. And I was like, do tell. (laughs) I love this. I love her. I know. Me too. He told, I know I love the work bestie for just letting her know. (laughs) Uh, He told her he thought I was hot at the time. And at the time he was interested when I had a boyfriend. So he never made a move. One day I was sitting outside on my lunch break and he came up to me and chatted with me for a while. I suddenly realized just by his body language and the way he was looking at me that this man was into me. Ooh. I'm giddy. So <laughs> I'm like living like vicariously. Yeah, you are. <laughs> this man was into, into me. me. When you're in a relationship for so long, this stuff we, is you fun. kind of yeah, this stuff is really fun. Because so it's like, man, it's been a while since yes. I've been in that moment where you're like his body language, he looking at me across the room. Oh, he wanna fuck. He's Let's do this. Down for it. Yeah. I'm just pretending that this is me right now. Yeah. Um, so I was like, okay noted fast forward and we're messaging over instagram and he finally asks me out on a date cute an important detail to note this man is about 13 years older than me and trust me i never thought i would be seeing a guy that much older no than we me. always go through a phase where we fuck someone older always always everyone have you seen that movie love life on hbo yes with anna kendrick yes she dated that older guy yes everyone's had that moment so there's a second season of yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't watched it yet, though. It's good. Okay. I like the first season better, yeah. but it's good. But anyways, yeah, Anna Kendrick's character dated mm-hmm. an older guy, and I'm like, it's so true. I feel like everyone that I know, like, in their dating experience, at one point, dated somebody older. Or if you're smart, you'll search for someone older. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of was, like, searching. Like, at one point, like, my... My standard was like, you can't be younger than 30. Like yeah. I was only dating guys over 30 and I was like 24. They have to be over 30 and mm. in therapy. And yeah. that's my requirements. <laughs> <laughs> Don't think that you can get them there. But if they love, no, you, yeah. if they love you enough, they will. Um, anyways. Ooh, that was aggressive birth. <laughs> <laughs> okay, where did I stop? Okay, here's some important detail. I never thought I'd be seeing a guy that much older than me. 
because I am aware that I'm young and very much aware of the creepy ass older dudes preying on young women. The thing I really liked about him though was that he waited for me to approach him in virtually every aspect of our relationship so far. Okay. Even now, after seeing him for like four or five times, he is constantly checking in with me, asking if I'm comfortable if I want to try something new, et cetera. And he listens. That's in all caps. So that's important. He's older and he has experience. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, in the past, so many guys my age have been like, I want to make you come. What can I do? And they don't do shit. And I tell them in detail and they proceed to do it once for approximately four seconds and then they never do it again. It's because they're selfish pricks and they don't even know how to have sex yet. So yeah. just wait. <laughs> or find someone older. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, they never remember. But he truly listens to me and wants me to feel good. This is how you know he's older. He's so good at communicating. But again, the age difference does trip me up sometimes because we are at such different stages in life. This was my first real experience doing a friends with benefits thing. And so far, I have no complaints. He makes me feel sexy, beautiful, okay. and comfortable no matter yeah. what we're doing. But sometimes I worry because of how lovey he is with me and the fact that he told me he would want something more. Oh. That he is a little more invested than he led on. Normally, I would be into that, but I'm actually leaving for Ireland to study abroad in a month. Good for you. So exciting. So you best believe your girl is ready, is not ready to commit. I'm going to live my best life in Ireland, as you should. Sorry for all the backstory. Never be sorry. Um, My real question is, how do I go about communicating these concerns with him before I leave? I don't want to be hung up on anything or anyone when I leave the U.S., but I feel like I really don't want to stop seeing him either. I also don't want to put pressure on the seemingly no pressure pressure situation we have. I love you so much. (laughs) Thanks for reading. Feel free to call if you'd like. And if you could, I'd like to remain anonymous for now. XOXO. Gossip girl. Yeah. Gossip girl. Gossip girl. I love that. I feel like, I mean, shit. I feel like that's an easy thing to like give advice on. Like you just, everything that you told us, like you could say that, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, he has to, I mean, if you've communicated with him that you're going to Ireland, I feel like he kind of has to know that like it's going to end. You have a lot of things on your side for this Mm. conversation as well, because first of all, it sounds like, and this is me kind of interpreting but it sounds like you guys already had somewhat of a like an understanding going into it that this was like not going to be serious right so you can always circle back to you know I've made my intentions clear the fact that you're younger also totally helps yeah but he's also like expressed that he wants something more so like she might be looking at like a friends with benefits but he might look be looking at as like trying to like pursue her Mm -hmm. which is kind of tricky but again, the fact that you're leaving, right. that that's a good out. It's a good out. And with him being older, that's something that people trust us <laughs> would yeah. understand. Like, yes, live it up. For sure. You're young. You're going to Ireland. Like, yeah. that's so dope. So dope. I know. I, yeah, I would just tell him like, hey, you know, like I'm going to Ireland around this time. Um, I do enjoy spending time with you. Like, this is so much fun but of course like I'm still young and have like things I want to experience so the thought of like being in a serious relationship right now just isn't the right time but if you want to continue to hang out that's fine but if you don't want to I respect that just want to give you a choice and also you at know the what end I mean? of the day totally and also at the end of the day this is 
one of the last times you'll have in your life to be completely selfish. Yes. So while it's great that this man is amazing, it sounds like he's a respectable guy and he, you know, respects you, which is amazing. Put yourself first. Don't stop putting yourself first until ever really. But like, especially now, don't get caught up on like how he'll respond or how he'll feel. Right. I mean, treat him, you know, like a human with. Just be respectful about respect. it. Like, yeah. I think just like, yeah, just be respectful. And then he might be a little heartbroken, but it's fine. Everyone gets over he's it. also grown and probably has been through heartbreak. So he'll like know how to deal with it if he's like a mature person. Right. I don't know why I feel tipsy. I think all <laughs> I had, had today, like- I barely had a glass. I, all I had today was like a bagel and like Adderall. Oh my God, there you go. And I like that, felt that it. was like, like my was old just, like party cocktail. Yeah. An Adderall, a bagel, and then just a bunch of rosé. <laughs> and I'm like sitting here watching you and I'm like, oh, I'm like kind of tipsy. I feel good though. It's like relaxed tipsy. Okay, good. Love well, that. Enjoy. Yeah. So tell me about when you dated someone older. I don't, what's your story on that? I've never really dated. Oh, I but did. Like, my ex that we've talked about, like the toxic oh, one. Okay, okay. But I don't know if I How have much. How older was he? By like... I think like six years, but I was young. I was 17 when I met him. Oh, really? Or I was 18 when I met him. So I feel like that's still like, he's still young. Oh, a hundred. Well, because the oldest he was when we first met was like, (laughs) Like, what, 24? (laughs) Yeah. So that's why I feel like I don't have room to speak on it, especially because when I think like dating an older man, I think maturity and Mm. I have yet to do that. I dated, when I was 24, I dated a guy who was 34. <gasps> and he, he's the guy that made the theme song of the show. Amazing. And like, I mean, I feel like my story is so different from hers because mine was more so like, I was trying to like get a boyfriend. Like I was so desperate to have a boyfriend, but he was like 34. And I feel like he just, he was going through so much in his life. Like he just wasn't like, it was like his Saturn's return. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. he was like trying to convert to like another religion and he was like, just like really lost. (laughs) And I think him, I think unfortunately I think him dating me made him realize like, (laughs) like, things he didn't want in his life. Well, no, just that he needed to grow up because it was like his moment where he was like, wait, I can't be like this young guy anymore. Like I need, I want to like, own like houses well, and all this stuff you should say you're welcome I know I know I mean, I'm not gift. even hurt by it but I was hurt by that but that back then because I was just like because I was still kind of in my party phase mm-hmm. and wanted to hang out he was just like he seemed older than 34 because 34 doesn't seem old to me anymore no not he at seemed all. like he was like 44 like he just had like this really old soul about him Some people are like that yeah but at the same time like he was just really lost and I remember like I had friends who would tell me like He's 10 years older. I feel like that's like a red flag. Like, why would he date someone 24? Right. And I used to be so offended by that. But looking back, it makes sense. I still lived in my parents' house. I was figuring out my life. Mm -hmm. And he was just like 34. And at that age, you're kind of like, no, I need to be an adult. I'm not really like in the party phase anymore. Right. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Well, it sounds like this is what our gossip girl is in that kind of situation right now just two totally different people and yeah totally different phases of life yeah but he's like seems like he's like clutching onto her mm-hmm. I guess it's a little bit opposite yeah but it's like is it is it weird to have such an age difference like 13 years old like do you think that that's like a red flag 
what here's my thing I, I wonder that but also I feel like once you get past 26 yeah there's really that's true like 26 to like 50 yeah I mean I mean I don't know I feel like I would kind of question the 50 year old I don't maybe I'm being judgmental well I wouldn't question any straight 50 year old man <laughs> who wants to date a 26 year old I would think okay that's normal there's a normal <laughs> straight right. man doing what straight men want to right. do it's like prey on younger but like I don't know I feel like I feel like maybe in some circumstances it might work like if the person who's younger has been through a lot and they mm-hmm. like are more mature and like have like a different set of goals like I think that like it could work but yeah. I feel like a lot of the times it's something that you do kind of have to like question yeah you know because being like 24 to 34 I feel like is a is not I don't know. I don't, I don't, it doesn't feel like a huge age gap to me. It doesn't? No. Why I it, mean, I feel like, okay, now I feel like as a 30 year old, it doesn't feel like it's a huge age gap. As a 24 year old, I used to like brag about how he was 10 years older than me. Really? Yes. I like loved that he was older. I kind of wish that I had that experience. I was always, my friends called me the cradle robber. I loved younger men. Really? Loved younger men. Holy shit. I know. And I think it's because and I have 18 above though. Obviously. (laughs) Obviously. Just because for Justin Bieber. (laughs) People used to call me a pedophile. I was like, I don't care. He's whatever. He's so hot. (laughs) And then he became like actually hot. And I was like, now you guys have to stay on I Justin Bieber is fine as fuck, for real. So fine. He's like, I'm not even into white men, but I'm like, I would fuck that. Absolutely. I would totally fuck Justin Bieber. (laughs) Absolutely. No, I think it was because as I, I mean, I I was inexperienced, I guess. Yeah, I was pretty, I mean, I lost my virginity at a late age when I got to college. So I didn't really have like fun experiences like as a youth and I think maybe once I started become sexual I was like searching for the lost time like making up for lost time kind of thing where I feel like here's the thing I feel like you lost it at a fine age oh I do too I'm so happy with like how it happened and I also like it's it's crazy how like losing your virginity at like 15 or something is like normalized Mm -hmm. when like now as like grown ass women, we look at fifteen year olds like you should not be having sex. No, but these grown ass fifteen year olds they look do. like they're twenty eight. Exactly. It's terrifying. It's terrifying. But like, I don't know. I feel like yeah. Losing at college is like the perfect time I think to so like too. the perfect time to lose your virginity. I think so too. I do understand like circumstances where like I came from I'm from a small town in the Midwest, not that small, but like yeah. in the Midwest and there's really not much to do, which I assume is kind of the same taste of like right. other high schools. But when you're that age and like your hormones are yeah, starting hormones to go crazy. Are, I thought about you, fucking every day yeah. at like 15 years old. I just want my me. nipples to be like sucked on all the time. That's so funny. That makes me, I don't know how that makes me feel. It makes me feel uncomfortable. I'm getting triggered because I was making forts at 15. <laughs> And like playing with my little sister. Stop! You're making. <laughs> I was still making forts by definitely the age. Of I mean, 15. forts are fun. I get that. We had the coolest backyard. It was like a 
like a little forest and then yeah. there was a big pond back okay that makes sense it, well no it doesn't you're just well, being nice I, I'm like dry humping somebody <laughs> and meanwhile you're making a fort I don't think I made out with someone until my senior year of really? high school yeah I got fingered the same night so I <laughs> <laughs> everything so you jumped in real quick everything with my <laughs> sexuality I waited and then I was like and let's go <laughs> Like, game on. Game on. Like, you did it, like, slowly. I was so weird. Like, I was, like, I mean, I'm first time I made out with someone was in eighth grade, Mm -hmm. and I missed his mouth. Oh, my God. And he was shorter than me. Oh, my God. Kevin Becker, shout out. He's a white dude who acted like he was black. Oh. I know, Santa Clarita. But but I was, like, so weird because it's, like, I think I wanted to do everything because, like, my, like, vagina was, like, ready. Mm -hmm. But I, like always had rules because I didn't want people to judge me. Right. So I was like, I'm not getting fingered until like ninth grade. Yeah. <laughs> like I was always like, I'm not going to give a head until I love you. Like it was always like. You had rules. Yeah, I had rules. <laughs> so, but anyways. I, but I'm just a hoe. I definitely didn't have rules. I just, I just flowed and, and my flow <laughs> yeah, was, was like erratic. <laughs> it was like all or nothing. All or nothing. And it was nothing for a long time. And then it was everything everything you have so many great host stories <laughs> like I like you've told me a lot like off air and I'm like fuck why didn't you save that for the pod oh I st- started to write a book like I just started writing them down can you tell just one story just for the audience oh my gosh I, I love the one when you took that trip which one <laughs> like literally remind me which one we could listen to my voice memos. I, I used to try and like voice memo after them because otherwise really? I forget. Shut up. You did? Yes. You need to send those to me and I need to put them on the show. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to dig for them. Okay. Okay. No, the one where it was like, ah, fuck. I like vaguely remember it, but I, I know you trip. like drove to Arizona. Oh my God. That was so dumb. That was so <laughs> dumb. That was someone who was so horny and like dumb. Okay. Tell the story though. It's, it's like a short lived story, yeah. but basically, um, I met someone in Bumble and I was at work and we were initially chatting and he invited me to go to the Dodgers game. And so, cute. yeah, cute. So I went to the <laughs> Dodgers game and like his friend was there that's all I really remember from like our first encounter. Okay. He did come back to my apartment because I didn't believe in a three date rule. I just, I, <laughs> I, I believe that you flow and you do, if, as, if you're you horny, do as you please. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We've all been there. And, um, so he came back to my apartment we slept together. Might not have had sex though. I think we might've just did other like, stuff. Did other things. I could be wrong on that, but I, I, I think that's what happened. <laughs> Anyways, he wasn't from here. He lived in Arizona, but he had a friend slash boss who owned the bar that he worked at in Arizona, who mm-hmm. also was like either, I can't remember, he was like opening a bar here or yeah. was a partner with someone at a bar here. So they would come out to LA often. So... He went home the next day, and then we would, like, text here and there. Yeah. And then I don't remember how long it was from the first encounter, but I'd only seen him in person once. I'd only slept with him once. And then the next time I talked to him, or again, we, like, would text here and there. Yeah. 
something was going on in my life that was making me sad. Like, I don't remember what it was, but I was like going through something. So I was like abnormally lonely. Right. And I was talking to him and he was like out. (laughs) This is the funniest part of the story. He was out like drinking with friends. Yeah. And I, he drunk dialed me, I think. And I was like, telling him what was going on in my life and saying I was so lonely and sad and he was like come to Arizona (gasps) and I was like what and I was a hostess at the time so you have weird schedules this was on like a Wednesday and I had like Thursday Friday off yeah and he was like come to Arizona like come come right now like get in the car and drive and come to Arizona and I was like Okay. <laughs> okay. But I was like, I cannot do it tonight. Like, I think I had already had a few glasses of wine. I was right. like, I've been drinking. I can't, like, just hop in my car right now. I'll leave literally first thing in the morning. I was like, 6 a.m., I'll get up, so I'll still, like, be there. Yeah. Before you wake up. Oh my it's how like long a, was the drive? Six-hour drive. It's six hours to get to Arizona. <laughs> For some dick. For some dick that he invited while he was blacked out drunk. <gasps> And so the next day, I'm, like, in the canyons of, <laughs> who knows, New Mexico, Arizona, Colorado, who knows, who knows, like, oh I think God. it's actually, California is, like, straight into yeah, no. Arizona, or do you go through New Mexico? Girl. I don't know. We'll have to look it up. Someone yeah. look it up. But I went through, I saw some shit. <laughs> and now, at this point, it's, like, 7 a.m. I texted him when I woke up and was, like, I'm on my way. He didn't respond, obviously sleeping. By, like, 7, he calls me, and he's, like, you're really coming? <laughs> I was like, I mean, yeah, you invited me. And then he was like, seemed excited. Yeah. So there was a few minutes oh minutes of awkwardness. Then he seemed like, okay. Like, this is fun. This okay. is okay. This can be fun. So he was like, oh my God. Okay. Wait, this is going to be so much fun. I'll like take you to the bar I work and blah, blah, blah. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. So I'm like, oh, this will be great. And he's cool. We never really had anything too romantic going on between yeah. us. It was kind it was just of a strictly like a one date. Friends thing. with, yeah. Like we were clearly attracted to each other. We clearly had fun. That was it. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Literally. Literally. That's it. <laughs> that's, literally. that's literally it. And so we, I get there. After my six hour long drive. And I also had like maybe $45 in my bank account. (laughs) I hope my mom doesn't listen to this because I had, I lied to her and like told her I needed money and she like Venmoed me money so I could like have gas to get back. This was (gasps) desperate. Yeah. (laughs) This is the definition of desperate. So do you get there and then? I get there and it didn't seem too awkward at first. He's a very like, charismatic charismatic person Shady. so and I am too mm. so like our personalities were very like high energy bubbly like right. very friendly right can get along with anyone kind of thing and so I get there and it seems to be fine and then it was his parents house <laughs> um <laughs> what yes he drove to his parents I didn't know that he lived with his parents so we stayed there he had another place that we went to but like we didn't stay there for some reason oh my god there was a lot and this sounds like so awkward it's so awkward and I'm so pissed that I'm like having memory like lapses right now but anyways we go out for the I'm only there for like the day the night and then I was gonna leave the next day so no 
was there for two days. Oh my God, I was there for two nights. <laughs> She's just like, oh my it's God. It's all coming back to it's me. It's all coming back. I definitely pushed this one away. I blacked this one out. Yeah. I was there for two days. So we like go out. I get all dressed up. I'm wearing like low cut top. I know I am looking good. Fire. Yeah. But at this point, we've like laid down together, like napped, descent, like just right. hung out, laid down. Nothing happened. And I was like, what? This is weird. Like, why else would I come here if we're not going to have sex? Because you're at his parents' house. He can't yeah. fuck you when his mom and dad are in the next But room. they had, like, left. There was oh, times shit. where it was like... Us. You too. Yeah. yeah. So there was... He's probably so weirded out that that's some girl that I was just there. <laughs> but he didn't... He wasn't acting like it. Like, his I mean, he actions prob- were yeah. very, like, oh, my he God, let's it. go do this. Oh, I'm so excited to show you this. Like... His actions seemed very aligned with, like, someone who was excited to see me. Yeah. But then, like, the sexual stuff was not happening. And I'm trying. I'm, like, You're like, I drove very... all the way with $45 in my bank account. For a, for a reason. For dick. For dick. Where is it? Where is it? Give it to me now. <laughs> Give it to me now. Or I'm going home. I want the dick. And I don't have enough money to get home, yes. so I'll have to find a way. Right. Maybe you can give me some money. Make this worth it. <laughs> Maybe I'll do something, and then you can. we can right. make this a transaction, right. whatever it needs to be. Um, so, yeah, the entire time. And the one night I remember going out. So maybe it was one. No, it was one or two nights. Yeah. I was looking great. I was, like, getting hit on at the bar when he yeah. was gone, and then he would, like, act jealous. And then in the car, he, like, I kept trying to kiss him, but he kept turning away. It was really, really weird. And we never ended up doing anything. Nothing. Nothing. And then I got home, and then I was pissed because I was like, why the fuck did you just do that? I was like, first of all, Rachel, you're so dumb. Second of all, how dare he? Right. And I texted him, and I was like, what the hell? was that like why why did you not not fuck me and he had some excuse about like not being able to perform right now because of something my thoughts are either a he had a girlfriend but we went out to all the places he goes out to like where he works so I was like it couldn't be that because then yeah he could get caught right I think potentially he had an STD (gasps) <gasps> and maybe he was just trying not to to like give me that an that STD. could be that could be that's a thing that's my hunch but yeah. there's also so many other maybe he's like questioning his sexuality yeah or i don't know or freaked out i mean it could be or anything no. <laughs> sorry <laughs> like or freaked out by but no, you but even then it's like you're here you're like a beautiful woman like and he's excited to see you like, i have at that point, and I'm not saying this in, like, a non-humble way, but it's going to sound exactly like this, but I had not been rejected at that point, right, really. Right. I mean, maybe, like, once, but, like, in a at a bar where someone's, like... But also, like, like, you had a woman drive six hours for your dick, bro, like... And it's not like when I got there, he was, like, standoffish or awkward. Like, he was still, like... like we were still having, like, a good You were, like, time. making out and shit? No. You didn't make out? Not really. I think we maybe kissed, like, twice. Maybe. Where did you sleep? In the bed. With him. Trying to snuggle. <gasps> it, it was weird. It was really weird. This is really interesting and very triggering. <laughs> Recounting this. I, I had not to make in you, a like, dramatic way triggering, but like, yeah. oh my gosh, I totally forgot that I had done that. 
That's crazy. Yeah. But I love that I've story. I've done a lot for the D. And now I don't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> it's not worth it. No, the it's not worth, not worth it. it. No, I could, I could be fine uh, without it. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. It's Horrifying. okay. It's a good story. It's a really good story. Like, I was tuned in the whole time. <laughs> Like I was really like, it's oh so shit! It's so funny because I really, really, really forgot about that story. So this this yeah. was really fun to like actually go back. Yeah, it's to definitely that. like one of those moments you just want to black out because it's like those moments where you're like, why did I do that? Like, why? Yeah, why I have so many that? of those moments. Not as extravagant. Yeah, but it's just like moments like, why did I drunk call this guy or whatever? Oh, I was the worst at that. Yeah, you was, did drunk. <laughs> I would just keep. I I don't know why. I don't know what like d- why this happened but I would just call over and over and over again people were probably like this girl needs to be institutionalized like what is actually wrong with her I would just I would just, just be call. so no drunk shame. no shame I had no no sh- shame FaceTime absolutely I'm gonna FaceTime you leave yeah. a voicemail oh 100% <laughs> I'm leaving you a voicemail like I had no idea what shame or humiliation even I- was didn't meet you at that time like I wonder because I was also fucking chaotic Uh and all over the place like if we were both chaotic together we would have we probably wouldn't be sitting here right now (laughs) it's honestly probably so good that we did we would be in or we would just have a lot of memories and just be like yeah what if we survived it if we lived to tell the day we'd have so much content it was so good it was so bad Uh, but now we're in relationships we're just adults. I know. It sucks. But next story. Okay. I'm like still tipsy. Oh, this one's shorter. Okay. So this one says, making a big decision. Hey, girl, I'm having to make a pretty big... Oh, I'm like so blind. You want me to read it? I'll read it. <laughs> okay, you read it. <laughs> hey, girl, I'm having to make a pretty big decision in my life right now. I recently found out that I am pregnant. <gasps> I'm about five weeks along. My boyfriend and I just started dating. We've only been dating for three months, but we've known each other for 12 years and we're and we're always close friends. I have an appointment to schedule to get a smishmortion. Thank you for the smishmortion. I love that. Yeah, next That's week. But I'm too. really not sure if I want to keep the baby or not. My boyfriend really wants to keep the baby. I know at the end of the day that this is my body and my choice. And this probably is one of the hardest decisions I'll make in my life. I'm 28 and not getting any younger, but at the same time, I still have a lot to live. My main concern is money and childcare. He's willing to step up a lot for this child, but I keep going back and forth and wondering if I'm ready. I know that no one can give me an answer and that th- this is my decision, but I really like some advice. I've been super depressed since finding out and I'm really scared. My boyfriend has been there for me, but I just really lost. I'm just really lost in all of this. Oh. Sorry, I just want to give you a big hug. That's hard. And this is 11 days ago, so this is recent. Um, I mean, we've never been in this situation. Uh-uh. Have you? No. So, but I think from, I mean, you know, I've taken plan B, but <laughs> yes, <laughs> a lot. <laughs> and I've never had a shmishmortion. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, that's, I mean, ultimately it is your decision. I think, you know, whatever decision you do make will be the right one. Yeah, and it'll be okay. I think there's a lot of people who do. I, f- I mean, honestly, people always tell me too is like you're never fully ready to have a kid. Mm-hmm. Like even when you feel like okay, got everything together, you'll never be fully ready. Mm-hmm. Um, so if that's a decision you want to make, there are so many you know resources, and also like hopefully you have like a village of people who could help you. But if you do decide to move 
with the smish motion that is your body and your choice and he doesn't have a say in it mm-hmm. unfortunately you know but so you can totally value his opinion a hundred percent and it's your partner and it's someone that is also equally involved in potentially the future of your guys's relationship whether that and potentially the babies however yeah. You are the one that gets to make that like final, final call. Yeah, and I, it's I was like tearing those, up. I just, yeah. it's such a, such a predicament, and it's one of those like, it's like a please, someone make this yeah. decision for me. I would do anything, and I, or if you could just see all the options, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you could just see like the future of the both of them and see like how would I feel about this in right. five years? Well, and you can you do know? a thought experiment and think about that and really like yeah, meditate true. on it and journal and you know consider the possibilities of what life would look like in five years and what taking you want the red for pill and yeah. then what it would look right. like taking the blue pill. Like it, yeah, you can have those conversations with yourself you won't know for sure but that will help you potentially get to where you want to be but I stand by the biggest sentiment of like whatever decision you do end up making it'll be right it will be the right decision because everything happens for a reason so no matter what path this like decision and predicament is going to lead you down that's where you were supposed to go anyways. So yeah. And I think that's like crazy. Cause it's like, we've never talked about anything like that on the show before. Yeah. And I've never even experienced anything like that. So it was really hard for me to kind of give like my opinion, but I think that's like, I mean, you said it just right where it's kind of like envision your life in both decisions and see what fits the most for you. But, and you'll yeah. have like that gut reaction while you're doing that of like, just really listen to your body as you do it. Like what feels right and what feels wrong. Maybe both feel right, but which one feels more right? Maybe right. they both feel wrong, but which one feels less wrong kind of thing. I have a lot of friends who have gone through it. Yeah. And I know that from conversations I've had, they none of them have regretted it thus far. It's exactly. an emotional journey for sure. Yeah. That's not to say that it doesn't In both come ways, with- either, either they've done a smish portion or if they've like had the baby. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like either way, each person has been like, I made the right decision. I, I, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. any decision you end up making, you're going to yeah. be so happy in five years because that's just where your life is. And honestly, happiness is not like a thing that you can attain happiness is found in presence and in moments and so come five years you have a baby you will be waking up every day and finding you know the reasons that you are happy in that moment and if you don't have the baby come five years you'll find all the reasons that you're happy in that moment like it's not going to make you happy or unhappy no matter your decision you're going to be happy no matter what it's all a mindset so yeah I feel like that's like so many of our biggest fears and mm-hmm. I think that's like important to address because I even think about that too was like if I would get pregnant now at 30 what would I do mm-hmm. and like that's such a like I can't even imagine just like what what you're going through but either way I feel like just from the examples I've seen from other people um like either you know if they've gone through the shmish motion or if they've had the baby like they've always figured it out mm-hmm. you know um and I think there's always ways to kind of figure out and find happiness. So I agree. Yeah. I agree. I don't, I don't know what to say. Go to a real therapist. 
Yeah, no, that's a, that's a hard uh, one because it's, you know, because I no don't. No one can make the decision no for one, you but you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also, like, it's hard to kind of give advice on that because if I knew you personally and knew your relationship with this person or knew, you know, your lifestyle, maybe I could have a better idea of, like, what kind of advice to give. Um, but that's it's kind of hard because it's like it's very like there's just there's so, there's so many layers and mm-hmm. factors that play into something like this where I can't be like get a smishmortion or have the baby like I can't this is a choice for you and I think that like you just have to evaluate your life and you know even your relationship I think if so if I was in this position you know I would evaluate my relationship with whoever you know Brian or whoever I was having a baby with, like, even if we're not together forever, would we still be able to co-parent? Yeah. You know, because I want to still be able to provide a good life for my kid. Cause at the end of the day, the it's ba- all about the kid. It's all about the kid. So I think that I would really analyze like, okay, you know, it will be tough, but would this man still be here? You know, would he still, will we, can we work through something? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And am I able to, because it takes a village to raise a kid. Do yeah. I have the people around me that could support me? And I know it sucks asking for help like that. No one wants to ask for help. All of us want to do it on our own, hire a nanny maybe, but it's fine. We're paying her. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it takes a village to, to have that. So kind of looking around to see if you do have that support and if you know and looking to yourself if you do have the time you know it's just there's so many layers and factors that I can't if I knew you personally then maybe I could help you guide through it but it's hard to kind of give that that advice when I I don't know you know it's it's such a life-changing decision I don't know well and I'm having a full-on experience over here (laughs) (laughs) I am this is on topic off topic making it about me per usual but more about like us in general right. it is so wild to me that just yesterday it feels like I was a child and now I am at the age that I'm closer to having a child right. and then yeah. acting as a parent, when you're talking right now about like, you know, no matter if you stay with your partner or you break with them, like you have to consider whether or not they will be a good parent to your child. Or it's if all you could do this about. on your own, because there are single mothers out there as Absolute, well too. Absolutely. That. So it's just figuring out what, absolutely. You know. But I, as a child of divorce, like that hit something in me right now where I was like, I was just that child that my right? parents were trying to figure that out. And now I'm in a position where I have to consider, there's a lot of responsibility. I'm like, yeah. I don't want to be here anymore. No, yeah, no, it's like crazy. It's like kind of like that moment where we realize like, oh shit, we're adults. Like I was just yes. having a conversation with like Nina and like, you know, I'm 30 years old. Like I'm not like a 16 year old getting pregnant. Like if I did get pregnant, do I keep it? Mm-hmm. You know? And so before I would always be like, oh yeah, abort that shit. You yeah. know, like that was always <laughs> just like, whatever, abort it. But it's like, I'm with someone I love and yeah, maybe we're not financially there, but shit, like I'm 30 and like, who knows if I could have this opportunity again. Mm-hmm. And like, that's like really kind of like tricky. Yeah. And also like, you know, yeah. Like, even if I don't get pregnant, cause I mean, Jesus, <laughs> I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna like pray to everything, everything, where's the Christmas? <laughs> no, where's the, everything I'm like, just to do 
I'm like freaking out over here. No, but um, you know, or even just like the thought of planning towards that direction. Just like when we date and we're in these relationships and we're grown women, you know, like it, it, we're not just like having fun and being in relationships. You have to think about like, can we be together? Can we have a kid together? Because what's the next step after this? You know, every thought I have in my relationship at this point is centered around my child. I've yes. always been that person though too. Like ever since I was a baby, I was like, I'm gonna be a mom. Me too. Yeah. I'm the same way. I, I've always been like such a been wanting to be a mom, but like I want to like do it at the right time. Yes. Oh, uh, I'm not in any right. rush to get right. there. Absolutely. Right. But since I was little, I was like, I am gonna be a mom, and that is gonna be my job. Like my job is to be a mom. Yeah. Like a lot of people have career goals, and I do too. But yeah. Like, the thing that drives me is like, I cannot wait for when I am financially, emotionally, you know, ready, ready for that moment. And, and sometimes the real, like sometimes people just are not there. I know. And sometimes, and I mean, even my parents, like, I feel like my parents, you know, they, I feel like they jumped into the relationship really quickly. And my dad knocked up my mom within like three months. <laughs> and Hell like, yeah. they just kept it, you know, and like, they just immigrated to this country and they figured it out. I mean, granted, we were living in like a one bedroom apartment, all crammed in, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like all five of us and like our, my grandma's there and like all these, there's a bunch of people in like a one big one bedroom apartment. But eventually like we moved up and kept moving up and we ended up in a house. Mm -hmm. So it's just like you figure it out and they came to a new country and met each other and got knocked up in like three months and they figured it out. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So like there's ways and I think it's just a part of life unfortunately we absolutely. just absolutely well and I fully believe that in relationships in general but like even especially like bringing a kid yeah. into it if you want to be with your partner like if yeah. you have that drive you have that will and they're not in any way like abusive right. um or like you shouldn't be with you them feel like they'll be a great reasons. dad too if, yeah you can make it work like no yeah. matter what it's gonna be tough though that's the thing is like everything i'm is. sure they know this person listening is like i know i can make it work it's gonna be tough yeah um but like it's gonna be rewarding at the mm -hmm. same time but at the same time i don't know because it's like i've not been in this situation right. so it's really hard to put speak in, on it speak on it you know but i think i'm just if if it was me i guess i would just say like i don't know i mean hard because I, 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 I would be really conflicted conflicted too but I think uh, knock on wood hopefully I don't get pregnant but if I do get pregnant and I'm 30 years old and I'm and it's from Brian like I'll, I'd keep it yeah and because I know that he would be an amazing dad he would for sure and also I'm not getting any younger like I'm 30 like it's already kind of like You're still young I'm still young yeah. but like but I'm you know like it, it gets complicated as you get older, like mm -hmm. biologically, mm -hmm. like it, that's just, it is. So it's just like, you know, like I feel like it's like a blessing in a, in a way. So I, I would, that's my personal decision, but, um, but I know I'm not financially there. Oh, so totally. it would, it so would be really tough, but, um, and ideally I would want to be at a financial place and have a kid and that's, that's the plan. But if like the world was like pregnant, I might, I won't keep it. I think what I'd say as my official statement to this. Yeah. Other than whatever decision you make will be the right one. I'm 
so sad, like not sad, but I feel for you fully, like so empathetic towards like the decision and its weight that it carries. However, I'm also excited for you because you're at a point in your life where you have the ability to, this is a huge, huge, huge moment. And no matter what decision you do end up making you're going to look back on this moment and you're going to learn so much from this moment and you're not going to be the same person you were yesterday come a few months when you know you make your decision or whenever you do this is a huge like pivotal moment of growth and experience and you know I think it is beautiful when people do get to have this kind of I made the like matrix joke, but the red pill and blue pill, like you have the ability to choose the path that, and that's powerful. It's powerful. And I think it's beautiful. And so to help alleviate any amount of stress, which I know seems like impossible, it is also exciting, you know, no matter if you decide to abort it and then, you know, live maybe a more, a smishmort it and (laughs) live a more, you know, vicarious life the next few years and try again, or you embark on this journey. They're both going to be journeys and they're both going to be fulfilling because you will be able to, you chose it chose it, it. and you're the, you're the own captain of your life. So you get to decide where you find your happiness. And I think you'll find it no matter what decision you make. Yeah. I love that. Oh, Cheers to that. Cheers to smish Martians. <laughs> or having a baby. Either or. Whichever one. Cheers, cheers to pro-choice. Pro-choice. Yeah. 100%. Okay. So we have time for one more. Oh, it's okay. This looks good. Wait, did okay, you see okay. the... What? Look at the, the caption. The caption says, cheated on my husband with my boyfriend. Story time. Yes. Long as fuck. She's like, this is good. We got to... <laughs> like, this is long. I don't care. I'll read fast. I love this. I love this. Okay. Anyways, let's see. I'm back. Oh, another, another repeat. Oh, she is? Yes. Oh my God. I love that. See, build relationships. We got to build relationships. I love it. I want you guys to come back to me. Yes. Keep coming back. Okay. I'm back with another crazy story. This was something that happened to me about two years ago and that now that's officially over with and I want to talk about it. LOL. (laughs) When I was 18, I got married to this guy who recently moved to my city from London. Hot accent. Love it. We ended up getting married five months after meeting. Things started to get rocky when I realized this man had a huge... Married? Sorry. Got married married. after five months of meeting? Yeah. Okay. No judgment. I think that's fun. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Flow with it. (laughs) (laughs) We're just like, it's so romantic. I think it is. (laughs) Uh, Well, it's just like, there's... So many times where I've been in situations in my life or like friends have moved fast or I've moved fast yeah. where you are always trying to like slow yourself down because right. of what culture and society tells you to. Like, yeah. I'm just life scared is of marriage. so short. Just yeah, like flow short, with your I'm emotions. Yeah. Just like have fun. You can divorce is like, that's why we have them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's like good advice or bad advice. <laughs> Take it as you must, but... <laughs> I don't care about divorce. I just divorce. have trauma with, like, marriage. Yeah, you don't care about divorce. You're a child of divorce. I know. Maybe that's my coping mechanism. But, like, you're like, it's fine. You could just divorce. <laughs> I mean, yes, like, all divorces are. Yeah. And yeah. there comes trauma. So, like, I wouldn't want to put kids through that. But I also believe that, like, nothing is promised in this life. And so the more you live 
without fear, the more you just like enjoy moments and just be present. So like whatever I'm happy right now and when I'm not happy, I'll do something about it. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know. Take that advice or don't. Maybe I'm (laughs) fucked up. (laughs) I am in therapy and my therapist seems to think I'm okay-ish. So (laughs) anyways, okay. So we ended up getting married five months after meeting. Things started to get a little rocky when I realized this man had a huge drug and alcohol problem. There was an altercation. (laughs) (laughs) Continue, continue. I know what you're saying. (laughs) We'll vet them first. Like (laughs) let's do, let's vet them and then. Yeah. Let's get that out of the way five months before the wedding. Yeah. Um, okay. Huge drug. There was an altercation that happened between us that led to the cops being called and him getting arrested. Been there, done that. And I ended up having to put a restraining order against him. So in the meantime, I started to feel super lonely. And so I decided to download Tinder and ended up matching with this fine ass guy, LOL. Mm-hmm. Even from the pictures on his profile, I knew he was a fuck boy and I wanted him. As it usually Fuck boys are, you know, they're needed for some things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they could be valuable. They are, for sure. I literally made it my mission to make him mine. Okay, well, that is, you can't okay, do that. No, you can't do that. Um, when we first started talking. Sorry. Yeah. You should never make it a mission. Uh, sorry, okay, continue. No, continue. I I just feel, I, that statement, I'm going to make him a mission to make him mine. Uh-huh. I don't know. I don't know why I like that. Why you don't like it or why you like I, it? I don't know why I don't like that. I don't know why. I don't know why. Continue. Dissect that. I don't understand. I don't, because I can't explain it. I don't know why. I feel uncomfortable with that statement. Really? I don't know why. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> but that was, that was me in my chaotic days. Or maybe was, like. I loved the chase. Okay, okay. Maybe I do like. I, but some I, I people, get it. some people genuinely don't. It's all trauma. <laughs> but I used I usually would chase the guys. Mm-hmm. Like, I usually, like, I mean, with Morgan, I was always like, I want you. With Brian, I want you. But maybe but they I'm were just, also. But just, like, I never, like, went in to be like, you're going to be mine. I don't know. I don't know why. Maybe well, Maybe a little it. with Morgan, though. Because you had, like, I competition. Was, that's true. Okay, maybe I do. Maybe because it is triggering because it is me. <laughs> maybe because it's, it's I told me. you, trauma. It's trauma. Maybe because I'm triggered because that's the old me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, continue. Anyways. <laughs> We'll dissect that later. Yeah. <laughs> Write that down for your therapist. <laughs> okay. Um, fuck when I want. I later made my mission to be mine. When we first started talking, he told me he was not interested in getting into a relationship. And I told him I was okay with that. The first time we linked, he pulled in his two bat, his two door black Honda Accord. Oh, that's what Chris drives. He loves Honda Accords. So <laughs> I should have kept reading. So you know that's already a red flag. <laughs> that's hilarious. You're like, wait, that's my like, oh, And he loves them. When we're on the road, he'll be like, that's a nice Honda Accord. <laughs> he doesn't like the new models. <laughs> Good to know. I didn't know that was a red flag. You would have saved me so much time. Oh, my God. Okay. So Honda Accord's red flag. We're learning so much we from are. this. Anyways, I was super shy at first. Like, I could not make eye contact with this man, LOL. But I was so attracted to him. Anyways, I left early, and we ended up talking on the phone after, LOL, and decided to hang out again. 
the next day, since he lived five minutes away from me, he rolled up a joint and we started talking for a while. Next thing you know, we make eye contact for a couple of seconds and then make start making out hardcore like it was passionate AF and somehow ended up in the back of my car, not his Honda Accord. <laughs> and somehow I ended up riding his dick, LMAO. When I tell you I was riding the shit out of him, I literally had the car shaking. Homeboy was pussy whipped after. <laughs> I don't know why I couldn't say that. Was pussy whipped. It's like so out of character for you. Homeboy. I know. Homeboy. Homeboy. Was pussy whipped. I'm trying to get into character here. Yeah. Yeah. Was pussy whipped after that moment. <laughs> Can't say it. Okay. I'm going to try it just one more time. Homeboy was pussy whipped after that moment. LOL. We hung out every single night. After he got off work, we would come to the apartment's parking lot and we'd fuck in my car or his after we smoked. The sex was so good. We'd stay in the car from 10 p.m. till 4 a.m. just having sex and talking and getting to know each other. It's like we blocked everything and we just were focused on each other. No phones, no nothing. He told me everything about him and I told him everything about me. She's a romantic for sure. Yeah, I know. I'm loving this part of it. Yeah. Except for the fact that I had a husband. Yeah. We left that part out. Um, I know, I know it was wrong of me to keep it from him, but in that moment I wanted to feel alive. I didn't want to talk about the family issues that I had going on. Eventually things started to get serious and he wanted to know more and wanted to come inside my apartment. He kept getting suspicious and I brushed it off and made an excuse every time. Things back home were falling apart and I was very unhappy with my husband because I didn't want to be with him anymore and he didn't make me happy, but whatever. I mean, I wonder why. (laughs) Makes sense. Whatever, R, which is the Tinder guy. Yeah. Wasn't around. Whenever he wasn't around, I would sleep with my husband and think that I was fucking R. (gasps) I know. But I don't feel bad because my husband was a piece of shit. He also started to suspect and ask me where I was going and who I was with all the time. And when I would sleep, he would go through my phone and found out about R. And I straight up told him that I was fucking someone else. (gasps) And then she did this emoji. Uh, he was upset, but I didn't care. Damn. He would literally see me get ready for the night to go out with R and wouldn't say anything. So I'd go out with R. He'd take me to new restaurants I'd never heard of or bars I never went to. When we were in the car, I'd listen to music I'd never heard before. We'd fuck in random in restrooms inside the bar. We'd even fuck outside his house in the driveway. Oh, my God. This is fun. But one day I finally decided to tell him the truth about everything, and we stayed together at times. Did I read that wrong? (laughs) Yeah, wait. Okay, LOL. But one day I finally decided to tell him the truth about everything, and we stayed together at times. So maybe they were like on and off, they stayed together? I guess. He would come over, and my baby daddy knew we fucked, by the (gasps) way. So they had a kid? I guess. I would make our bed ready. What? Where does it make the bed (laughs) I'm reading it, I swear. <laughs> Wait, sorry. Read that line again. I'll read it. It's going to be the same. <laughs> when we were in the car, I'd listen to music. Okay. 
I'll just start from there. The music I never heard before. We'd fucking rushrooms inside the bar. We'd even fuck outside his house in the driveway. LOL. But one day I finally decided to tell him the truth about everything and we stayed together at times. He would come over and my baby daddy knew we'd fucked, by the way. I would make our bed ready. So so, so she'd go out and he would know that like they would fuck by the the way that like the bed was made yeah because like he because maybe like the guy came over and they would fuck and then she would make the bed afterwards and then he probably knew that it was made differently yeah right i guess yeah anyways it was hard to have a husband and a boyfriend at the same time I can only imagine Uh, because they always wanted to bump into each other. But unfortunately, that never happened. Yeah. okay, they knew about each other. Yeah. Okay. I separated from my husband about a year after that. And R told me one random. As fucking day, random ass fucking day that he got a job offer in California. We live in Houston, bitch. When I tell you my life was over, I literally felt like my life was over. The boyfriend got a job in California. Boyfriend got a job in California. They live in Houston. I was ready to pack my things and move over there, but he wanted to try and do long distance. We drove from Houston to LA and I helped him settle in. Once I left, things changed. (gasps) Sounds about right. I started to get super clingy and obsessive, going from living five minutes away to living across the country took a toll on me. I couldn't sleep and I couldn't do anything because I needed to know everything he was doing. I was always stressed out. Yeah. I always wanted to know where he was and who he was with. He ended up breaking up with me right after lockdown ended and got a new girlfriend two days later. He came back to visit me and fucked my brains up. This is giving me a headache. Oh, my God. This is a roller coaster. Um, Okay. So he came back to visit me and fucked my brains out and made it official with her that same weekend. I cried my eyes out. My heart was broken for months, but I eventually moved on to bigger and better things. Eggplant emoji. And he says sliding up my dms trying to hit it again he stays sliding up in the dms poor thing is aging badly (laughs) i dodged a bullet there because i definitely had him in his prime anyways i'm currently going through a divorce from my husband please wish me luck i need him off my back so i can live my best whole life (laughs) yeah i think this was such a fun ride that we just went on (laughs) i just feel like i went through a lot we went through a lot Um, went through a lot no, I mean, I think, I mean, I feel like she doesn't need advice. She already she's knows. She's got to figure it out. She's got to figure it out. She's divorcing. She's not with that guy anymore. She's living her life. This was purely um, for our inter- entertainment. Exactly. So I think, you know, I feel like she's like completely aware of what she did wrong. Yeah. And so like, I don't have any advice. <laughs> I don't have any advice either. It sounds like you are. It was just the tea. She wanted to give us the tea. Yeah. And you know what? I love a good piping hot cup of tea. I do. So thank I you do for like delivering. I do like the tea. But I hope she doesn't fall into the same thing again. I like th- I do really hope that you enjoy yourself. And because going back, going circling back to the first fucking like sentence she rushed herself. Mm-hmm. So that's why it kind of like 
from my assumption, you know, spiraled into like going to this whole phase because she rushed, didn't take her time. That's why I'm a huge advocate on taking your time on marriage, but that's just me. <laughs> and so, yes, I agree. I know, I know you agree. But like, you know, that's why it's important to kind of get to know somebody and also get to know yourself before you get into that type of commitment. Because, you know, I think a lot of times we do get wrapped up in like the love and the excitement of things. And it's like very impulsive. And then we, we do things like getting married and, you know, and, and all that stuff. And then, she finds herself being like, wait, I'm not ready and mm-hmm. doing all these stuff and also finding out that he's a dick, mm-hmm. you know, that he's an asshole. And so I think there is a lot, a lot, a lot to learn from this entire situation. And yeah. I think as you age and you grow and you mature, you'll look back as one of these like uh, kind of like what I said on the last one, like you'll look back at this moment as being like a pivotal moment right. in your life where you learned a lot about yourself and you yourself in relationships and yourself out of relationships. Right. And I think, you know, I think there's like still so much you just want to like get off on, you know, like mm-hmm. and, and accomplish before you like settle down. And I think that's dope. I think now you realize that. So you're going to go on this journey of just like having fun and just like, being by yourself you know and just yeah. you know shit have fun. i'm all about going through the whole phase totally whole phase one two three four five we got different phases it's different fine. phases different ages it right. comes and goes yeah and she clearly needed to go on another one so yeah i mean hopefully no judgment ev- no never. judgment no all. judgment never never judge yourself for even this like yeah you know these moments are exactly again in line with the advice I've already given, but like every single thing happens for a reason and everything that happened to you just recently, was exactly what you were supposed to go to. Yeah. We've all, we've all been through some shit that we could all like, absolutely just just kiki. I just, I just, she just told you. I don't want to talk about that again. All the way there. We all do those stuff. We're like, why the fuck did we do that? But Mm -hmm. we do it out of impulse. Yeah. We do it out of the thrill we do it because it sounds immaturity fun. or immaturity the the, the 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 high you get a high from it's like a drug all of this all of this excitement this this roller coaster is like this fucking adrenaline yeah and we get so addicted to that right and then i think the only way that we learn is we we go through the consequences and realize fuck i don't want to go through that shit again mm-hmm. you know so it's 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 just a huge learning curve for you that's why i'm all for and hopefully you know you you take something from this and you you know learn from it do better that's why i'm all for just the flowing you know what i mean like right. when it when i said flow to the ouch sorry oh june june um with the flowing with the you know getting married or whatever you'll learn from it at the end of the day. If you're not harming right. yourself and you're not harming others, let your like process live. Take it. That's yeah. a great ass story. Like you will tell your grandkids that. And that's like not hilarious, but it's like, it's, a, it's life. It's life. Yeah. Makes good content. It makes a good story. Great podcast. Yeah. Great podcast. <laughs> it makes a great experience. Like you could look back and be like, damn, I really like lived through that. Like going back to love life on HBO. Yes. Don't want to give any spoilers, but she's definitely been through all this stuff that was like, you know, that she didn't really plan for, expect, and it happened, and then it ended up coming together at the end. Mm -hmm. So I think that's, you know, it'll happen. It's just life. Just just try to learn from your mistakes, I guess. It's life, baby. Yeah. Anyways, 
Oh, that was fun. I got buzzed. So and now I'm like hungry. I know. I'm so hungry. I think my like Adderall's running off and I'm like hungry again. Yeah. Anyways. Any last words for me? Oh, I'm just happy. Oh my God, we're here. done. It's not even six o'clock. This is wild. <coughs> it doesn't look like it's six o'clock. It doesn't. O'clock. It feels no. like it's nine. It feels like we're <laughs> finishing at the same time. <laughs> um, No, just happy to be here. You know. Yeah. Love you. We'll do this again. Yes. Always have you back. Okay. Sooner than later. Yeah, yeah, We'll do, I want to do more of like a trio with Rose again. Would we have to. That go. was so, that was so good. So good. And so much fun. We should do something fun where we have like an outdoor episode and like do <gasps> it and like where Rose lives in like her cool backyard. Oh my God. And like wear crazy things. I'd be so down. Like let's just have fun. Like, she has wear a lot fur. of props. So I yeah, know. we should all wear fur. Let's like all, all of her fur, fur jackets. Yes. <gasps> And she has like Rose. she has like five pinatas, and we'll just like put pinatas in the fucking. That's what I want. She's she has like a prop house, pretty much. I know. I want so. to go, and we're gonna make this happen, and then it'll be just so be a fun. silly, fun podcast. Yeah! Yay! And then plug yourself. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> my I hate I, this part. <laughs> you know it better than I do. R a c h w s b r c h. Yeah. There you go. Yes. Sounds great when you do it. I know, because it's because <laughs> I had to type it in all the, I know. Time, all the time. And then follow me, Stephanie Megan, or go to brokeoldtherapy.com. All that shit is there. And you guys, send me more stories. I want to read more stories. So the tea. On, we want the, more tea. We want more tea. So go on my website, brokeoldtherapy.com. I have a contact page. You can fill it out. Send me your phone numbers, whatever it is. And I, next year, I'm trying to really do even more of these. So Amazing. maybe two episodes a week. Ooh. Ooh, I love we'll it. See. Do you guys New want Year's two resolution. episodes a week? Yeah. Do y'all want two episodes? Okay. All right. Well, anyways. Bye. Bye. Broke Girl Therapy. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues, and it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.